Thanks for joining us for today's Passion Daily. We hope these short scripture reflections will lead you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. Leading us today through the book of Psalms is our Washington, D.C. city pastor, Ben Stewart. Well, hey, everybody. Let me say congratulations. You made it to the end of Psalm 40, to the end of our journey through the Psalms, and to the end of the Passion Daily. Oh, I know. It's very sad. But let me say, if you've been journeying with us, I'm so proud of you. That's a lot of days to walk through the Word together, through all of 1 Thessalonians and then through multiple Psalms. And so we're going to take a break from doing these Passion Dailies for a while. And I know some of you might be saying, why, Ben? What's the deal? Do you all suddenly not like the Bible anymore? Do you not like us? What's your problem? And let me just say, you know, we started this thing right at the beginning of the uncertainty of this coronavirus season and we wanted to help stabilize our lives and our thinking by meditating on the word of god and we journeyed together 30 days in first thessalonians and 30 more into the psalms but now as we're entering into various phases of reopening our church team and all of us are trying to figure out how to best position the church to open back up and and minister and meet the new challenging needs that this season's providing. So we're going to focus some energy a lot on how we wisely reopen church. And so we're heading that way with our thinking and our time and our energy. But that doesn't mean we don't love the scriptures. And it certainly doesn't mean we love you. It just means we're shifting our energy. And that doesn't mean the Passion Daily will go away forever. Uh, it might make a return. So light up the comments for us and let us know what you liked about it, what you would change, what you would hope we'd do in the future. We'd love to hear from you if you've been on this journey with us, how it's been for you. But I want to say, just because these videos are ending for a season, doesn't mean that your time in the Word is ending. If anything, our hope was this would be a catalyst for you to help you launch in to a good habit of spending some time every day letting the Word of God shape your thinking so it'll shape your feeling and shape your living. And so my hope is that will continue. I hope you've gained confidence. I can put this in my schedule. I can read and understand it. I can move forward. So keep journeying through the Psalms or grab a different book of the Bible with a friend and maybe y'all decide to read a few verses a day and then conversate with each other about it and see what you're learning. But as we wrap up here, let's do a review of Psalm 40. And I'll tell you why we picked Psalm 40 and why it's so beautiful and why I hope you'll read it again today and maybe read it for the next several days is because it's a great microcosm of the Christian life. It's a good picture of what life in Jesus is like. And so you remember when we started, it begins with his testimony of rescue. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit, out of that miry clay. It's a good picture of our salvation. I was stuck in a mess of my own making and I could not get me out. And yet when I began to cry to the Lord, he rescued me, he saved me. It's a good picture of what God has done for us in Jesus. Jesus stepped into the mire of our sin and he pulled us out and he set our feet on the rock of Christ and put a new song in our mouth. We became worshipers. And then you see in verses four and five, he reflects on that. It says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. God is worth trusting. He's worth trusting with our soul. He's worth trusting with our lives. And he says, I got a story. And that story is one that God is worthy of trust. And I want to know that. And I want other people to know that. 
And then in verses 6 and verses 7 and 8, he begins to ponder dedication, not just reaction, reflection, now dedication. He says, you know what, what's the proper response? Is it to just offer a sin offering, a little sacrifice on the weekend? He says, no, I'm bringing all of me. I delight to do your will, O God. Your law's in my heart. What's the proper response to a God who gave all for me? I give all of me back to him. My whole life now becomes worship. And that's the Christian life. And then what does that worship look like? It looks like proclamation. Verses 9 and 10, he says, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. I have not restrained my lips. It's a perfect Christian testimony. I was stuck in sin. God brought me out. He put a song of praise in my, my heart. Now I live for him and I tell others about him because I want the whole congregation to know the God who rescued me because you'll be blessed if you trust him. And like we said a couple days ago, that would have been a great place to end the psalm. That's usually where testimonies end. Everybody cheers, a few people cry, your family hugs you. What a moment. But he keeps going. And you see in verses 11 and 12, you see the struggle. Even though he's a believer, he says, evil encompasses me and my iniquities overtake me. This is the disappointment of many new believers. I'm freed from the penalty of sin, but I still struggle with sin's power. It's going to be the same for you and the same with me. And so here David's given us a dose of reality. The Christian life is a life of struggle, but it's struggle with hope because you can struggle and progress. And so here David struggles, but then he says, Lord, deliver me, make haste to help me. And then he talks about other people coming after him. When we struggle, others will celebrate. Our struggles will be external and they'll be internal. And yet he makes the decision, I'm gonna keep trusting the Lord with my struggle. I'm gonna keep trusting him to deliver me, not just from sin's penalty, but from its very power. And then I'm gonna make a decision to seek the Lord every day. I'm going to make a decision to rejoice in the Lord and be glad in Him every day. I'm going to fix my gaze on Him, and I'm going to join those who love His salvation and say, Great is the Lord. And then in verse 17, he wraps up the Christian life. He says, As for me, I am poor and needy. And let me tell you, that's you and me too. We aren't just needy at the instant of our initial salvation. We are needy every day. You never graduate from the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I needed his grace to save me, and I need his grace to sustain me, to keep saving me from sin's entanglements, from its power, from my own propensities to do some really dark or stupid things. I need God to walk with me every day. But that's the beauty of verse 17. He says, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. He says, yes, I'm needy. I'm full of iniquity. I'm broken. But I've made the decision to seek the Lord, and here's the greater thing. And the Lord, he thinks about me. The mighty one cares about me. The same one who rescued me from the bog way back at the beginning of my testimony is here with me now as I continue to stumble and trip and fall. He's not given up on me. I continue to be poor and needy, but he continues to move towards me. And that's the Christian life. We struggle and we progress all the way until he helps and delivers us till we see him face to face. We never graduate from the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We walk daily with him. I need you to help me here, God. Give me patience. Give me love. Give me deliverance. Solve this problem for me. Give me perspective. Rid me from this addiction. Help me, Lord, navigate these relationships. I am needy, but I'm not despairing because I know you think about me and I know you care about me. 
and I love your salvation, so I will say continually, great is the Lord. That's my hope for you, that every day you'll feel the freedom that David's given us to be honest about the struggle, but you'll also feel the empowerment to never give up hope because the mighty God, the rescuer, Jesus Christ, thinks of you, loves you, pursues you, and rescues you. Carry that with you every day. You are never beyond hope. I don't know what you're struggling with now, but he's aware of it and he loves you. So struggle well with him. Let's walk with him, needy but confident, because we know he's empowering me to praise his name before the great congregation until he calls me home. We love you. We're walking with you, with him, and we can't wait to see what God does in your midst. Let us know how he's encouraged your walk and your faith as you've journeyed through the scriptures with us. And we can't wait to see what God does through all of us as we walk through these uncertain times with faith in him. We love you guys. This has been a great journey for us. And we'll see you on Sunday. And we'll see you in the Passion Daily sometime down the line. But we're cheering you on. We're here for you. And we love you. If you were encouraged by today's Passion Daily, make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and share with a friend. For more information on Passion City Church, including our locations and gathering times, visit passioncitychurch.com.